welcome to Good Medicine Explained. I'm your host, Dr. James R. Brown. This is episode number three for the week of June 14th, 2020. Thank you for taking a moment from whatever preoccupies your daily life to become better informed about important matters of your health. This week's topic will strike many of you as timely and relevant. Do you remember the first time you ever met a doctor? When was the last time you spoke directly to your doctor? Those moments and events in our lives are what we in the medical profession now call patient encounters. In my career, I've had a few people who were born at home. I've also personally done what used to be referred to as a house call when a physician would come to your house with his little black bag and examine you in your home because maybe you were too ill or frail to come to the doctor's office. On other special occasions, I had the privilege of being the very first hands that touched and greeted that individual at their birth. I've had many patient encounters in the ER or in the operating room, or in the hospital during what we call hospital rounds. There was even a time when I'd encounter my patients in a rehab or SNF, now called a skilled nursing facility. They used to be called convalescent or nursing homes. Afterwards, most of my patient encounters were done almost exclusively in my office or at an urgent care where I sometimes take shifts. Then, in the last year and a half, almost two years, I ventured into this new format of patient encounters known as telemedicine, especially in the last four months with the advent of COVID-19, I've become certain that this new format of patient encounter will become the predominant manner of engaging with medical professionals as we move further into the 21st century. I want everyone listening to have confidence and feel competent about using this new format of medical encounters. First off, I want to make a distinction between what is known as telemedicine and telehealth. Telemedicine is access and delivery of clinical services in a real-time or synchronous manner from a physician, physician assistant, or nurse practitioner to a patient. And these two parties are distant from each other. Telemedicine is basically the practice of medicine where a diagnosis and a treatment plan is made. On the other hand, telehealth refers to a variety of non-clinical health services that can be provided or exchanged remotely from two different locations. Examples of this include remote patient monitoring, where some people with pacemakers may have their pacemaker interrogated for the battery and for the settings on the heart rates or people that are having labs that are being monitored, uh, like their bleeding times, 
or some people that are diabetic or they're shut in at home, they can have a lot of services and assessments done in this fashion. Now, think of the advantages here. Number one, there's comfort. I've commonly encountered patients who describe to me the white coat syndrome, where they come into my office and they have elevated blood pressure readings. And they tell us, well, you know, every time I come into your office, I get anxious or nervous. And that's why my blood pressure's up. Well, think about it. You're now in your own controlled setting and environment. You could be at home or in your car or in your office, and you can do an effective patient encounter that way. Secondly, think about the safety issue. There's less risk of catching infections waiting in a doctor's office or exam room. Maybe it's 3 o'clock in the afternoon and the doctor has already seen 20 patients. Those are 20 more possibilities of infection that you might have encountered. Think about the convenience, especially if you've just had surgery or you're elderly and physically disabled. Getting in and out of a car, getting into the doctor's office and returning back, all of the events related to this could be challenging for some people. Think about the efficiency. There's been times where patients have had to take the whole day off of work. They live in Los Angeles, and they've got to come to my office here in Rancho Cucamonga. And that commute could in itself be more than two hours. So it's much more efficient. You could accomplish everything you want in just a 15 or 20-minute encounter. I think it's also a big advantage because it empowers the patient to have a little more control of the exchange, and it opens the communication between the physician and patient relationship. From my point of view, it's very helpful because it improves the workflow in my practice. I can move from one patient to the next in a more efficient fashion and manner. Now, telemedicine encounters are not appropriate or suitable for emergencies or when you've had trauma or you're in severe pain, you have high fevers, or if you have a condition where the physician should actually be examining you physically. In those instances, a telemedicine encounter would not be appropriate. It's also not appropriate if you need a prolonged consultation or you have multiple, multiple questions. The telemedicine encounter is most suitable for following up on lab or radiology results, things that you've already completed and you just want to get a summary review. It's also excellent for monitoring patients with chronic conditions, such as people with diabetes or hypertension or thyroid disorders. It's really good for people that have had uh, an acute illness symptom or they have a focused medical concern. Now, the things that you want to consider when 
doing a telemedicine visit is you have to take responsibility for your own confidentiality. The medical doctor isn't in control of who's in that room with you. It's also important to think about the device you're using. If you're at work, you probably shouldn't be using the company computer or any other device that can store personal communications. We do our part by having what are known as encrypted systems, systems that can't be hacked, but we can't control the device you use or the setting. Another thing to consider is checking with your insurance firsthand to confirm that telemedicine services are covered. Since the coronavirus pandemic, Medicare has been covering all telehealth and telemedicine visits. It's not permanent right now, but it's likely that it's going to continue. Some insurances prefer or require that these encounters are performed by businesses that they have contracted with. The other thing you should do is check with your primary care doctor's office and confirm that they are offering this service. Ask if they have a protected encrypted platform to block hackers. Also, if you can, try to find the name of their system. Now, there's a couple of things that you really have to make sure you have available. The needed materials for an effective telemedicine encounter, number one, is a internet connection. You should try to get the high-speed, stable, and strong systems of internet. Number two, you're going to need a computer. It can be a desktop, laptop, a tablet, or even a smartphone with a camera. And on all of these devices, make sure that they're fully charged and ready. Number three, the location that you're going to do your telemedicine visit. It should be a quiet room or space with a good internet signal and reception. You should have good lighting. Lighting should be toward your face and not behind you. You also probably need an email address. You should be prepared to provide it just in case the doctor is going to give you orders for labs or radiology or for other communications. Now, some optional things that you might want to have for a telemedicine visit would be, of course, pencil and paper to take down notes. Or even better, ask if the physician will allow you to record the encounter, at least the concluding points of the encounter. You definitely should try to have a pen light or a flashlight in case we need to look in your mouth. Other handy things include a hand mirror or a magnifying glass. Now on the more techie side, if you have what's known as a pulse oximeter, which can actually measure the oxygen levels in your blood, that would be helpful and handy. It also measures your pulse rate. There are new devices that are coming out called e-stethoscopes, and these devices are actually able 
to connect to your computer through a USB port. And you simply place the transmitter on your chest and the physician can listen to your heart and lungs. Before this encounter, you want to do several steps. You want to be familiar with the major web browsers, Internet Explorer, Google Chrome, Safari, Firefox, or even Microsoft Edge. You want to make sure that you update all of your software browsers beforehand to make sure you're operating with the latest system available. Another recommendation is to actually do a trial run of a telemedicine visit with someone in the physician's office. If you're having trouble, one of the common things to do is simply click your refresh button. Sometimes you find that that alone will reset and schedule things. You also want to check your spam folder. Sometimes links are found in the spam folder. But what's really important is to have a positive attitude, don't give up, and have patience. Many telemedicine encounters are typically scheduled for 15 to 20 minute intervals. So organization and punctuality are very important. Before you have your encounter, download and print copies of any of your labs or x-ray reports or other reports you want to review with the physician. If you have pictures of your skin or other things that you want to send, send them before your encounter so that they can be downloaded with your visit. Any flow sheets like blood pressures, blood sugars, other data that you want to transmit and share with the physician in the office should be transmitted via a PDF, which is a portable document format. Or in some office systems, they have a portal on their electronic medical record. Now, at the encounter, be prepared to give several different points of information. Just as you do when you come into a doctor's office, we take your vital signs. We probably know your height, but we have you stand on the scale and get your weight. They do a blood pressure reading, check your temperature, your pulse, your respiratory rate. And if you're diabetic, you might actually have a blood sugar test done. So these things are important to be able to have available right at the very beginning of your appointment. Now, the device that measures your blood pressure is called a sphingmanometer. Sphingmanometers and other materials for checking your vitals, like thermometers, can be purchased at your local pharmacy or through Amazon for reasonable prices. The next thing you want to do in preparation for your encounter is have a list of all your prescription medications and their doses. This is to confirm that the physician is seeing all of your medications in real time as you take them daily. Also, it's important to inform the physician if you have any new medication allergies. Another thing you're going to need to have is the name and the location 
of the pharmacy you would like the physician to send any prescription refills you might ask for or new prescriptions that the physician believes you should be getting from that encounter. Last of all, and the most important, I think, is to have a focused and prioritized agenda right up front. Tell the physician, this is my issue, this is what I'm having, and be organized. Put them in priority order. If you run out of time, you may be able to reschedule another appointment. At the conclusion of your encounter, you really should have clarity about what your diagnosis is and what the treatment plan is. This is where having the pencil and paper or the recorder is very helpful. You should know what to expect in terms of any follow-ups as well. If possibly you were given orders to have testing done, you want to know when are you scheduled or how should you schedule for your next appointment. You should be able to provide an email address so that if the physician wants to send orders to you, they can be done through your email. Well, that's all I have time and intention to share with you in this episode. If you have any specific health questions that you'd like explained, send a direct message to my office Instagram account at jrbrownmd. Until our next opportunity, may you be happy, may you be healthy, may you be loved, and may you have a peaceful heart. Thank you.